0: Hello and welcome to the Stoked On Spokes Podcast. The Stoked On Spokes Podcast.
1: The Stoked On Spokes Podcast.
0: The Stoked On Spokes podcast. Wait, like SOS. Well, it's about fight, ride, gear, races, community,
1: and so much more.
0: This is the Stoked On Spokes Podcast. Let's get rolling! Hello, and welcome to the 11th episode of the Stoked On Spokes podcast. Today, I'm joined by the race directors of the Kewka Lake Gravel Classic, Chad, Blaine, and Tony. Gentlemen, how are you today? Doing well. How are you? Doing good. good, Thank you. Can you introduce yourself and give me your bicycle background, please?
1: Well, I'll start. Um, I'm Chad Zamar. I'm the head brewer and owner of Steuben Brewing. I don't have a ton of cycling background. I started cycling maybe two years ago, was more of a runner for a while. Started getting some injuries from running, like shin splints. Blaine, who's who's also on this podcast today, he he was a cyclist. Uh, he was cycling. Got a bunch of cyclists that come to the brewery, and uh, that's how I picked it up. And from then on, yeah, I've been trying to cycle as much as possible.
2: I'll jump in there, uh, Chad. That's flattering that you consider me a cyclist. Thank you.
1: Well, you got me started.
2: Yeah, there you, you helped. Out. Yeah. so my name is Blaine Mays I work with Steuben Brewing Company for fun things like this uh, race events hiking outdoor lifestyle brand promoting with them I used to be a full-time employee with a brewery Chad and I've been buddies since second grade and as Chad said yeah I've been biking for a while uh, probably consistently about six years it's our region's absolutely beautiful it's breathtaking just just to sit outside on the porch or out front of the, the deck of the brewery and just overlook the hills and the rolling vistas and there's great climbing great Plateaus. It's it's biking is one thing, and then just enjoying the area as well is beautiful. But I reached out to Tony Siler about three plus years ago, right before that thing called COVID started in 2019. Um and that's where this all began to uh, pick up the Prattsburg Gravel Classic at that time was called then. Before that it was a Prattsburg Rambler. And we had planned to bring it to the brewery back in 2019. But we had to go virtual and here we are coming live which is great really exciting
3: i'm tony seiler i started riding in like 2006 2007 somewhere in there got into racing uh, pretty quickly and really enjoyed uh, the road race scene at the time i was in grad school at Binghamton, and then i came back where i live now outside of geneseo started getting involved with local shops and just helping develop riding in clubs and that grew into several different races we used to put on crits and road races got into putting on gravel races around 2015 and uh, continuing to do it so I've had a lot of a lot of fun experiences putting on races uh, working with teams developing riders and getting to race a lot myself and now I'm having a lot of fun working with these two guys on this race. So you took over the
0: Prattsburg Gravel Classic is that what made it so easy to be a gravel race?
3: Uh, Yeah so we started I was putting on road races and crits at the time. And I'd done a few years of those. And then the Rambler, which Chad and and Blaine could talk about was run by a guy that they knew, I never knew him directly, but he couldn't run it anymore. He, he'd moved and somebody contacted me and said, Hey, you should start putting on this gravel race. And I hadn't put on any gravel races yet. At the time, but I had done the race a couple times and I met with uh, Chad's uncle, who was the town supervisor in Prattsburg. He wanted the race there so bad and was so accommodating and all the people on the board and the fire departments and everybody in Prattsburg were just so enthusiastic about it being there. And they made it so easy for me to come in with my friends and crew and put the and continue the race and kind of build some of it in a little different direction as gravel kind of evolved to be much different than it was when the original race started in 2009 but also to keep some of the consistency of what it was. So as Blaine alluded to, we held it in Prattsburg in 2019, and then we were looking in 2020 to shift it to the brewery and hold it from the brewery under a similar name. We hadn't shifted anything great at that point, but we were gonna start the location at the brewery and still use a lot of the same course. At the time, it was part of a three race series that we were calling the Dirty Bike Series that went on for five years, I think. So we had a few races in the area, and then, as Blaine said, COVID hit. So we did kind of a virtual thing and took a couple years off and then are now bringing it back with the Cuca Gravel Classic, Cuca Lake Gravel Classic. So what makes this route so
0: special? Is it kind of the Prattsburg Gravel Classic or is it your own, I guess, because, you know, it's, it's around Steuben Brewery and stuff and these beautiful vistas they're talking about?
3: Yeah, it's a little bit of both. So we have several features of the race that we've used over the years. And Hungry Hollow, for anybody that's done the race before, has been a part of the race since 2009. Always kept that in the race. We've never gone down it like we are this year. So I think that's a fun twist for people who've done the race a bunch of times to be able to hit that descent. There's a, a Newton climb and a Newton descent that we use several years out of Pratsburg that will be familiar to people who've ridden the race before. Uh, but we're also getting a whole bunch of new terrain that I think is really amazing. We, the brewery itself is located in absolutely beautiful position by the lake, and we're going to get to ride right along the lake. There's dirt roads that go along the lake to start the race and then up some really nice steep climbs to start over through some of the vineyards. And that puts us over in some of the state forest area. And then toward the end of the ride, we have some new terrain as well that Blaine and Chad introduced to me that I hadn't used before. So it's a kind of a nice hybrid of old courses and some new stuff that I think is really fun making a course that I'm really excited about. I think people are really going to enjoy it.
2: Um, I'd say right right out of the gates, as Tony said, there's going to be, and you as well, the views that we're going to have are just going to be breathtaking. And then following the breathtaking views, there's going to be some breathtaking hills to climb. So it's kind of, you settle in get the beautiful view and then I mean the race and the climbing starts within the first or the climbing starts within the first three to four miles Um, and once you get to the top of those hills that's the reward is that the the views that you have are just a the the distance of which the view is is breathtaking but then there's some really like close intimate kind of like canopy drops that you're going to drive or bike through going back to your first question of what sets this race apart or what makes it special about 51 miles and about 70, or 5,700 feet of elevation. That's to me, that's pretty special. Awesome and intimidating and aggressive, all in the same. With all of that hard work, the views are the reward. And some of the roads that we're going to introduce a lot of the riders to probably have not been on before. A lot of them are seasonal use roads. Some of them are just trails. Um, and that's fun for us, as, as I said to Tony and Chad, and a couple, several other people that have talked to about the race is that. We're really fortunate. Chad and I are fortunate to have the option when we want to go for a ride. Do we go left or do we go right? Whichever direction we go, we have these beautiful roads that we selfishly keep to ourselves. And we're maybe going to get a little regret for opening the door to everybody. But you know, come down and see what we have, and, and at the end of the day, just have fun. It's, it's a race and a fun ride with a competitive
1: edge at the same. For me, the, the the course is great. I mean, but you know, thinking it, thinking about beer and bringing it back to the brewery. You know, for me, beer and cycling have one thing in common, and that is that it brings people together. Both are fun, you know, social events that bring the community together. And for me, that's the important piece of it, you know, here at the brewery, just uh, bringing bringing people together, whether it's cycling or hiking or whether it's just having a drink uh, together. You know, that that social piece of it uh, is important.
0: So I see there's not only the 50-mile route There's also the non-competitive 25. Can you talk about that route and are they going to see most of the
3: same scenery is a little less difficult? Uh, Yeah. So it starts out the same, same descent down to the lake, same beautiful road along the lake, same difficult first climb up over the vineyard and gnarly first descent down into the state forest. So uh, you get a really big chunk to start out with. That's all the same route and is, I think, challenging and exciting at the same time. Then it splits off and it gets a little more rolling and mellow than the, the 50 mile route that goes into some more challenging climbs and descents before you end up through those rolling hills and another real fun, long descent through some more vineyards. And then you kind of come back around. So it's really kind of front loaded really hard and then some nice, mellow rolling hills and then a nice, fun descent to kind of bring you home. So it's a good one to go out and kind of try out if you haven't done a race like this before or a ride like this before the, chi- the climb will be challenging, but also the technical end will be challenging for people who are, who are new to it depending on the bike setup and things like that. Uh, but also mellow enough that you come out with some friends and, and have a good time with it. You do the event, you have fun, you do the ride, you enjoy it. What's
0: the post ride race atmosphere like at Steuben?
1: So, uh, yeah, that day is going to be a fun, fun party. You know, especially afterwards, we have music, we have food, obviously beer, a good amount of merch for, you know, that's uh, branded for the Cucolite Gravel Classic. So as far as the music, we have Aaron Lipp and uh, Richie Stearns. Uh, Aaron and, and Richie are both amazing musicians, play uh, bluegrass, Americana, folk music. Richie is an avid cyclist himself, so I know he's excited for the event. And Aaron has has he's going to be a great fit. He's been playing here for years. And pre COVID, the two of them played together here at the at the brewery, and it was a uh, amazing show. So as far as music, that's going to be Aaron Aaron Lip and Richie Stearns, and both have played on very large stages individually, uh, but together they're they're just great. Food food wise, we have Anita Pizza. Uh, they're going to be wood fired pizzas. They're here often during the, uh, during the summer season and fall season. Just delicious pizzas. Everybody talks about them. Seneca Farms, which uh, they'll be serving ice cream. Another one of those places that if you're in the area, you need to go to, uh, not just for their ice cream, but also for their, uh, their fried chicken. The Cheese Bus, they'll be serving local cheeses. Uh, they'll have charcuterie boards. And we're also going to have a local catering company, serving tacos and nachos for the day. So there's going to be a food, music, and of course, beer. Uh, With the beer, we're featuring uh, the New York Curtis Cyclocross Pilsner, which is a beer that we made as a collaboration between us and uh, Curtis White. And we'll also have a large selection of low-alcohol lagers and pale ales. So it'll be nice to, to come back, listen to some music, eat some great food, and drink some great beer. And if if you feel so inclined, uh, we'll have some merch available—t-shirts, hats, stickers, and cycling jerseys. So it's going to be a fun party afterwards.
2: Chad said it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, end of the day, I think that's what our three main goal was to to create—is this environment that welcomes everybody to hopefully spill that same mentality over into the ride race race ride, however you want to say it as well. Like, you know, we've got the 50 mile, the 25 mile, 25 mile is going to be in my mind equally as fun and can be as equally competitive as the 50 mile race. But the after parties where a lot of our focus has been on, um, I mean, there's been a lot on the planning side, but We want to create this environment and atmosphere that we want people to come to and maybe start opening their eyes into considering cycling and getting involved with the bike community in the immediate region. Because again, as I said, we've got crazy, crazy opportunity for beautiful riding right out our back door. Uh, We'll also have a good amount of swag for that day as well for all the riders. Some dirty bikes, bid boards, stands, tubes has been very generous sponsor for us as well. and They've uh, given some sealant refills. Boom Energy Bars, all the cyclists that enter will get a Boom Energy Bar as well. Once again, Nut Butters has equally contributed and sponsored. Um, everybody's going to get some sort of a, a nut butter. Um, and then the prize list is, is pretty deep as well. And we'll be raffling off some items as well at the end to contribute to the local charity, uh, the local fire departments, raise some funds for them because we've got, I think, Upwards of 30 marshals being volunteered between the four different municipalities. Prattsburg Fire Department, Pulteney Fire Department, Hammondsport Fire Department, Bath, all their fire departments and EMTs. And they're a huge support, huge supporters, not just physically, but they're they they believe in what we're doing. Cause at the end of the day, our, our goal is to do stuff for the community, like their goal is to protect the community and serve the community. So it's a good fit. They're great people. I think we had 16 people attend the first meeting. 16 volunteers from the EMTs and uh, fire departments, which just speaks volumes to the community that we live in, very fortunate.
3: Yeah, I'm really excited for the after party for a number of reasons. I guess first though, just going off a of Blaine with the volunteers, as I kind of mentioned at the beginning, there's, I've never worked with a better group of volunteers in all the places I've put on races and all the, the races that I've held over the years. They're always so eager to come out. And and a lot of the folks who were there at the meeting the, a couple weeks ago that are planning to help out, the same ones who were helping out in 2019, and the same ones in 2018 and 17 and so on, they've been the staple of what makes this race coming back. Every single year, so we're really happy we can we can donate some money, and that we'll be putting together some raffles uh, at the after party for people to help us give them some more support, so that we can keep doing this event year in and year out. The venue, though, is phenomenal. I said I put on races in in a lot of different different venues over the years, and and the after party venue makes a huge difference. And the brewery is fantastic. I first went to the brewery, I think in two thousand, I want to say two thousand eighteen, maybe. 2019 for, and I just happened to go through there for my brother's bachelor party and we stopped there and we're playing cornhole. And I was like, this is the coolest place on Cuca Lake. Like we just had a blast there. And then not long after I met these guys and I was, and they were, I was like, where's your brewery? And they told me, I was like, I know that place, that place is awesome. We should definitely have a, a bike race from there. So being able to go back to a place like that with great beer, great food that Chad's lined up, great music that really makes it. And I think one of the ways when we design events is we make the courses hard and accessible so that new riders can ride them, experienced riders can go out and race them and race them hard, which I think is important for the style of racing that we're promoting. But they're also short enough that afterward, you're not absolutely crushed to where you can't do anything else. You know, some of these gravel events that are 100, 200 miles long, that's great if people want to do them. But I don't know how you have an after party after you've ridden for for 12 hours. That's just insane. So I think part of the event that we're hosting is, as these guys said, it's it's a lot about the social end and having that time afterward to hang out, swap stories. And there's no better place than Ben Brewing to do that.
0: You're picking a pretty good decent distance. I mean, it's still, for a lot of people, it's gonna be early season. I think 50 miles isn't too much. So you've had two years to plan this event, really. Has it helped improve it? Or has it just made you you know, more excited for it to finally come? Uh,
3: probably a little bit of both. I think, you know, we really haven't haven't spent the two years planning specifically. I mean, we kind of started planning and then didn't really know what to expect when we're just like everybody else with COVID, just kind of in limbo. And then once we kind of saw we could we could put it together, we're I was excited definitely to bring it back and, dev- and make some shifts too. It's a different sort of setup, but I think those things have been really good uh, to freshen things up. But I, mostly I'm excited about the way the course is going to race and the, the venue that we get to hang out in afterward. I think those two factors improve it beyond what it's been before.
2: Yeah. And with, with what uh, Tony said about improve upon the course and, and the after party as well, we I was able to secure, I've not said this yet to you, Tony, Chad knows though, two designated party spots, fun zones, if you will on the course tucked back in the woods when you'd least expect it you're going to come around the corner and there's going to be a rest station or aid station there with a bunch of rowdy loud hecklers to push you on to the next climb which is fun which will be sponsored by the only place on the east side of Kuka Lake.
1: but uh, definitely worth it just I, i think for myself just excited to be holding an event you know we've all been just kind of Sitting kind of, not sitting, we've been doing a lot of work, but you know what I mean? Just kind of waiting for events to start opening up. So there's that excitement behind it. Um, I remember in 2020 when, or 2019, I know Tony was doing a lot of planning for it, but, um, you know, just, I was excited for that race. And unfortunately, you know, obviously COVID hit us and uh, we weren't able to, to hold the race. So, I'm excited for it. I think uh, cyclists are ready. I think um, the area is ready to have uh, these type of events and the customers that we have here are are excited about it too. So it's going to be fun.
3: Yeah, I think that's a key point too, is is one of the big benefits of moving it to Stuben? is we're going to have a crowd. I mean, there's going to be people that are out to watch this, whether it's, you know, the Yahoo's Blaine has hiding in the woods, or Uh, the people who are at the brewery that are part of the brewery club that are there to see the finish and some of the other businesses and areas that are on the course on the way Um, that's one thing that with Prattsburg we had not been able to create in the past based on just the layout of the way things were we never got really big crowds for the racers to to be able to kind of be a part of um, as well as to expose what is some really high level racers to the crowds and I, i like that end of it too you know part of being a shorter race And being a little more road racy mountain bike cycle cross race oriented and that's a lot of been our push since we started we started drawing riders from those formats who were amateur racers and then eventually professionals there's some really talented riders who are out there really battling at the front And then there's lots of people who are out there finishing it and enjoying it and riding it with their friends. So it's a big, big, diverse group. And I think allowing spectators to see that will be rewarding for them, but also for the riders to see that. And we've never quite been able to create that with a gravel race before. And I think it's going to be special that we can do it here. With gravel, it's one of those
0: things that people will travel multiple states to go to a race and to have, you know, like you said, your atmosphere the brewery, it's safe to say that this could eventually grow into something bigger where it could be, you know, that, that look that, that race in New York that people want to go to. And I'm not talking about the black fly, but you'll eventually you know, maybe to that <laughs> level eventually. Do you have a cap off for registration or do you have a plan of like how many people you expect?
3: Uh, right now we're hoping for around 250 to 300. We have capped it at 300. You know, we don't, we don't want to get in over our head in terms of size and logistics and all those kind of things. I don't know if we would want to go large beyond that someday. There's advantages to that for sure. There's also drawbacks when you start to manage that many people. We're very, very concerned about course control and traffic. As Blaine mentioned, we have 30 volunteers out there and we've always had that. Gravel races don't always do that and sometimes they get away with it. But that always concerns me about gravel races. There's a lot of times where there's nobody on these corners and Riders are running through them and, you know, there's some safety issues that I think kind of can come up there. So we're able to control those things with a 50 mile course. And based on the number of people we have now, if we were able to scale up, we'd have to really think about the benefits of that. And if that's the type of event we want, it would certainly be a good problem to have, but I'm not sure if we've made a decision on that. Talking
0: about that. Do you have a plan years down the road? Where do you want this event to go?
2: That's the, um, I think that's the the million dollar or loaded question, if you will. Uh, we talk about that probably every other meeting as far as do we want to push us down the competitive, super competitive race side, or do we want to keep it a competitive race with the fun ride or the other way around, fun race with the competitive ride, whatever. Whatever way we want to go, it always comes up. But we keep going back to the same thing and the the end of the day is we want it to be fun. We want to have anybody and everybody, you know, get their attention to consider coming out and start with maybe just the 25 and then get up to the 50. I'd like to see it grow. Collectively, we'd all like to see it grow into something. Agritourism a huge, is a huge part of our region. Wine country, beer country, and then a bunch of great artisan producers. So agritourism is definitely the direction this community is, has gone and continues to drive forward in. And I think that that's where this is really going to, get its get its holds in the the bike world is or the bike community of the northeast and whatever the mid-atlantic region is once you once you come out for the ride or come out to the region to check out what's here you're going to get hooked absolutely especially if you bring a bike right you're going to get hooked on what's here that's where i'd like to see it be is a big catalyst for agritourism and continue to help grow the region and get the recognition that it deserves
3: yeah that's a it's a tough one what I would like to see in a gravel event someday, I don't know if if this is right, but it definitely could be right for this event is one of the big inspirations for me with gravel was, was bat and kill. Back in the early 2000s when it was, you know, it had a bunch of high level races going on, but also was open to amateur racing, right? It's turned into more of a, a Fondo sort of ride now, which is great, but it's just distinguishing kind of the difference. But the when it was that high level competitive edge and the, of that one day, and we don't have a lot of those in the U.S. anymore in general. The one day road races for, for professionals and high level amateurs. And I think the style of gravel that we do that's very technical, uh, but still short and hard. Uh, Could make a very interesting style of competitive event in a similar vein to what bat and kill was during that time, uh, while also being accessible to amateurs to race and having those non-competitive ride aspects for riders. I like that balance. It might have to go a little more distance if you were really gonna do it, but not much. I think the shorter distance is is really, to me, uh, favorable to that model. And that model allows for that spectator end that we were talking about. So whether that's right for this race or that's something that we'll aspire to, I don't, I don't know. I do love that concept. And I think that there's, there's a place in racing uh, for that type of racing that doesn't quite exist yet, where there's competitive hard gravel racing that is on a shorter road race style format and is not the 200 miles that we see right now in the country for gravel racing. Chad and Blaine, can you guys tell me about the beer selection
0: we're going to get after we get done with this ride?
1: Well, we are, so as as we did mention uh, New York Curtis Cyclocross Pilsner, which is our collaboration with Curtis White, but we are a New York State Farm Brewery which means that at least 60% of our ingredients, so our malt and hops, have to be grown in New York State. So you're not just supporting us, but you're also supporting that whole supply chain, right? We have a really short supply chain. The, the farmers that grow our grain, the farmers that grow our hops, often drink here, right? So, you know, we have that connection. You know, Blaine was mentioning, Uh, agritourism and agriculture is really strong here. So there's that connection, I guess, with, uh, the region, you know, you're going to be drinking beers literally from this region, not, not malt from Germany or malt from, from the UK or from Canada, you know, it's, it's from here. So, and we have had a focus on lower, lower alcohol beverages, like a sub like 5% alcohol you know, that's one of the focuses that we, that we have here is, you know, to just to be responsible and have uh, that focus on a healthier lifestyle and being active. You know, it's, it's pretty difficult to, to drink a few double IPAs and then get up the next morning and and go cycling. But you can have a few, you know, Pilsners that are four and a half percent and you're fine. So there's, you know, the lower alcohol beers, we have, uh, so whether it's a lager or one of our pale ales, we also have um, our brown ale, which is really delicious. That's uh, That won best, best brown ale in New York State a few years back. Um, we have our New York Pills, which won the silver medal uh, two years ago. We're going to have uh, one of our beers, which is uh, called Trail Town which focuses on the Finger Lakes Trail, which is another collaboration to bring awareness to the Finger Lakes Trail. So if you're in the region, you know, there's a lot to do here. Um, there's cycling, there's hiking, and the uh, the Finger Lakes Trail is just down the road here. So a whole bunch of different beers, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be lagers, pale ales, uh, a brown ale will likely have our stout on. Um, so, yeah, it's something to uh, quench your thirst after after the ride.
2: What about the people that want the high octane? Will we have any high
1: octane? To... There might be a couple. Yeah. They want it. To... And for yeah, us, is that terrified. brown, that
3: brown, gonna be. Brown yeah, gonna the brown
1: ale. Down. So yeah, the brown ale is seven We well, at least have a growler for so. All right.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I love, I love the New York Curtis, but don't tell Curtis the brown ale is my favorite beer.
1: Yeah, the brown ale, it has its own following. It kind of has a call following. So and we do have one double IPA, but we have those options for people to uh you know, if they want a couple drinks, you can have a couple and uh you're okay. Yeah, the, the, the big double IPAs, we have a couple of those, we have uh that brown ale. So um but yeah, it's gonna be fun.
0: Tell me more, what started the New York Curtis Pilsner? What 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 was that relationship and how did that process even start for you guys at Steuben? It was all Blaine.
2: Yeah, I I misread something and thought somebody else was doing a collaboration with him. <laughs> so we, we've been fortunate to have a relationship with Tony for going on, what, three plus years now? And uh, during COVID, when when the virtual race, I was trying to think what actual year that is because I'm tired of saying during COVID. When we had the virtual Dirty Bikes, Prattsburg Gravel Classic, start and stop out of the brewery. Which, Tony, how many virtual registrations did you get for that, by the way? I've been meaning to ask that. Like in the upper
3: 300s, right? Mm, I don't remember the number. We did a virtual series of five races that people could do. But you had to do them, do the actual courses. So it wasn't like a a Zwift sort of thing or whatever. You went and actually did the course. We put them all on on Strava. So the maps were there. They signed up for it. We donated a bunch of the money to the Bahati Foundation. And one of the places that they wrote out of was to Ben so we got i got a hold of curtis he'd raced the year before in all the races all three races you know that were actually on in 2019 um, and our friend chris norbold and said hey guys you want to come out and ride these and do some video promos for us on them and they're like yeah we'll do we'll do all five in three days so we'll double up on a couple and come out and smash them out chris who's also going to do the video for for this race for Cuca lake gravel classic they came out and put together a great video and that's where blaine and chad met them and and blaine you can go from there
2: yeah, so that was it Was a great segue. So that Curtis and Chris finished their race at the brewery, whatever time of the day it was, unbeknownst to me, that was their second race that day, the second 50 miler that day. And they both walk in looking like nothing happened. It was just a normal day for them. So it's 100 plus miles and what, 10,000 feet of elevation around there, a little aggressive. But we hit it off. Great level, or e- like just easy conversations, salt of the earth people, between Curtis and Chris and myself. We chatted for a little while. They went about went about their way. Then we just kept in touch throughout the next year and change. And in our region on Cuca Lake is where the first naval aviation flight took place by Glenn Curtis, C U R T I S S. And there's a a winery in the area that makes a wine label curtis something i think it's just curtis label and i saw them keep bottling and their wine on an insta post or facebook and it said curtis white and i had a hey wait how did he get in with that winery that's unacceptable and i texted Tony. He's like yo we got to do a collaboration with curtis white and that's just how it happened we had a conversation we put the pitch together curtis graciously entertained the conversation like the idea. We came up with a label, came up with a name. The Pilsner style itself is, I would say, especially Chad, you could probably confirm or echo this, like our, our favorite one of Chad's kind of one-off beer um, brands that he's done. That style has been, it's crisp. It's super refreshing. It's almost like you're drinking a super, super I hate using IPA, but the hop characteristic just comes through so strong. Um, but then it finishes light and crisp like a, like a Pilsner would. Uh, and we had a couple of calls with Curtis, developed the label, developed the name. Uh, Jess Rogan, no, Jess Hanna, sorry, did the label for that, and does all the labels for the brewery. So it was a pretty seamless process to be working with an athlete at Curtis's level. It was pretty uh, humbling to have him jump on calls and, you know, develop it with us.
1: Yeah, the beer is great. We're actually right now transferring it to the Bright Tank to be canned May 9th. So it's available for the race. And in developing that recipe, you know, talking with Curtis, um, we decided to make that one one, uh, 100% New York State ingredients. So 100% malt, 100% hops. So all of our local liquid brands are 100% um, New York State ingredients and uh so it's all is 100% New York State Pilsner and then a hop that was uh actually growing in the wild it doesn't have a name yet it just is a number it's SKA00-1 and that hop really has a really nice noble character so it's it's got a lot of uh peppery character um it's floral and as Blaine said, it, you know, it, it's got really nice aroma, like not like it necessarily just like an IPA, but it, when you, when you smell it, you know that the hops are there. So it, it's really well balanced. And then the finish of it is really crisp and thirst quenching. So you just, you know, you, after you're done taking that sip, you just want another. So it's a, it's a great beer.
0: I've seen you guys around at other things. I mean, obviously you were at the Rochester UCI uh, race last year. Is there a commitment with Steuben Brewing to be more vocal in this in the cycling culture around this around your area?
1: Uh, not not necessarily a commitment. I mean, we have a relationship with Curtis, and so we you know we hope to continue that relationship. But it's more of a focus on outdoor activities, biking. You know, we we have that uh, Trail Town Hazy Palau. We're coming out with a Trail Town Pilsner, which is uh, which brings awareness to the Finger Lakes Trail. It's more of that focus on outdoor activities and recreation, uh, fishing. It's one that we're going to can uh, while we can. The the New York Curtis is um, a new label that we labeled Coldbrook. Coldbrook's a... Um, a stream that runs into Cuca Lake and it's fishing season, trout season right now. And then cycling, we've got obviously Curtis White, and then uh, we'll probably come out with some other cycling focused beers, but not necessarily with another racer, just sort of, you know, mountain biking and uh, bat tire, that kind of thing. So um, the commitment is really just on our branding and uh, the focus of being healthy and doing outdoor activities.
2: And we do have, um, just to add on to that as well, we do have, as far as cycling commitment, I would agree with Chad that it's all about the outdoor lifestyle activities. Um, But we do have commitment, I'd say, to the local community, to the local cycling community through, you can walk into the brewery and we've got merch, we've got a merch counter or area, whatever you want to call it. And there's, I don't know, hanging right now, five different jersey styles that we have. Mm. Um, get a stew kit we've got a bike club called pedal for pilsners you can follow us or join the group on facebook or through strava we started our club three seasons ago is this the fourth coming into
1: i think or maybe the. Uh, i think we're coming into the third yeah
2: but it's grown exponentially each each year each season we pick up another which in our area we're not a heavily populated densely populated region whatsoever um we pick up like another three to five each season and which is always fun we ride wednesday nights gravel not yet but coming soon and sunday mornings road and there it's all about fun and community on those rides it's it's a no drop social ride chad and i usually take turns on who leads and who's the who's the drop which is just it's it's fun i mean cycling is all about community interaction camaraderie so from that level or from that aspect i'd say we definitely have a long-term commitment to that but to being present and vocal at races. I just went to Toad Strangler down in Chatham, which was put on by Andy Ruiz, who does the um, Farmer's Daughter. We had a presence there, and I'd say selfishly the coolest part of that race was when out on, on the road into mile 20 of 40 total, finally getting settled in and got my breath back. I totally cooked and overheated myself in the beginning wearing all rain gear. I started being able to chat with people. It never rained, by the way. Sorry to be able to chat with other cyclists. And Ucalate Gravel Classic for year one has got really strong presence in the community already. A bunch of the people I spoke with were familiar with the name, were were registered or registering. So I think by default through the club and through our presence through the the brewery will be involved to to some level if that makes sense in directing the bike racing. Does
1: that work yeah I agree definitely a commitment to uh the cupola Lake gravel classic and the you know the our club you know the pedal for pedal for Pilsners but also our you know the beer that we're making you know we have that uh relationship with Curtis and um the other outdoor activities that we try to promote through our our either our branding or our labels
3: yeah I think. I mean, I would love to see you back at the Rochester race, considering we sold out of two days worth of beer in one day. So it was pretty, it was pretty popular. And I definitely would like to see these guys at more, more races as a race fan. But one of the things that I really like about this relationship and right off the bat, the reason I wanted to start working with them is because they had that club and that interest in racing. So part of it was introducing them into the cycling community of not necessarily the race community, but just the cycling community in general of, Hey, here's a great place where people are already riding. They have great riding around them. You can go there two days a week and go out on the group rides that they're hosting and they make great beer and they make, they have great music and food there. So I think that's, that's a big part of it is just them being a a member of that larger New York cycling community. Um I think they've made huge steps in it already and this race is kind of like their come big coming out party for that where it re- it's really going to solidify that. What currently makes you guys
0: stoked about this event and uh bicycles in general? I guess, you know, uh,
1: personally for me, um when I'm cycling that's that's all I'm doing. You know, it's um it brings that comfort, right? I don't have to think about anything else. It's a nice way to de-stress and it's a bit therapeutic and you know, we're in a region where it's just beautiful. For me, that that's what I I really enjoy with cycling. And it's similar with beer, also. You know, I've um, not to romanticize beer or beer drinking, but you know, it's a similar feeling. You know, where like that's what you're doing, you know, and that's all you're doing in that moment, which is why I, I enjoy the beer making process, but also, you know, when we're done having a couple beers and I feel the same way, you know, about cycling. So for
2: the, my, my part with the bike, I think it's going to be all pretty much very similar to some capacity is for me, biking is allows me to disconnect, but be connected, right? So I get to turn off Mm -hmm. from my everyday actions, but I don't turn off at all. I become connected, but in a totally different way, connected with the road, connected with the outdoors, connected with nature. And that's what, what, motivates me to get out every time yeah the health benefits are great the adrenaline rushes for the climbs and the descents are awesome but it's just that ability to check out and check in at the same time for hour to three hours and as far as the race goes when i reached out to tony three years ago or whatever it was we'll say three for conversation purposes i was genuinely reaching out to see how the brewery could support him at the Prattsburg gravel classic maybe we came and poured beer. Maybe we put some some money behind him to help him grow it over there. Never did I see it coming to the brewery. So that's a to me that's a this is going to be like you said a, a little coming out party for the brewery and putting the stamp on it and in the bike community that we've got we've got something going incredibly awesome in my opinion here, and it's just the beginning. So look out, bike world! Here comes Cuculate Gravel Classic.
3: Yeah, I think Chad started by talking about the community aspect of, of having a beer and riding and, and all that stuff that comes together. And for me, that's what it's always been about. I've always loved racing and I've always loved the competition and the riding aspect of it. But for me, it always had to have that, that social part of it. And usually that social part... Also- Always ended with hanging out with my friends who just got done with the same event, drinking some beers and telling stories about what we just did and the way we're going to do it next. And for me, that's what I'm stoked about for this upcoming event is, although I won't be riding it, I love running the event and being able to drive around in the truck and see everybody enjoy it and be able to see everybody again that we haven't seen in a couple of years because we haven't been able to do one of these things and bring that community back together and bring that social piece back together.
0: Well, uh, thanks for joining me today, guys. Excited for your event. I'm actually hoping to make your event. Any last words on the Kuka Lake Gravel Classic?
1: Uh, check us out. Come to the, uh, come to the brewery. You know, it's, it's a beautiful place. As everybody mentioned, you know, it's, it's just going to be a, a, a fun event for everyone, um, whether, you are, whether you're just starting cycling or whether you're a prof, you know, professional. And if you go to our website, on our website, if you click on Cycling, from there you're going to see where you can register and you can also look on bike reg just uh search Kuka Lake Gravel Classic you know it'll pop up
3: yeah just come out join the party uh jump in our Strava Club we got a Kuka Lake Gravel Classic Strava Club so all the routes are there and there's rides going on from Steuben Brewing, Brewing that are in there as well so we'd love to see people at those rides at the race and at the rides afterward you know, it's not just a, as much as there's this one day, there's always stuff, stuff going on there to, to ride. So come out and, and join us.
2: Echoing what the two have said already, come join. Have fun with us. Don't be intimidated at all. It's, uh, it's going to be a fun day. It's going to be lots of stuff going on. Great food, great entertainment. Thank you in advance.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Stoked On Spokes podcast. If you enjoyed it, please like, subscribe, rate us, and tell your friends about it. Check out our Patreon page for additional bonus content. And follow our Instagram and Facebook to stay up to date on all the things we are working on. Until next time, just keep rolling.